0: Your host, Beth Ann.
2: And I welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. There is so much going on in this nation. And uh, I want to address it. And, and my monologue is going to be, I'm going to apologize right up front. It's going to be a little mixed up and crazy. But I think you'll get to where I'm going. And then I've got somebody that's going to help me because I've got a co-host today and Mindy Patterson. But first, let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we beg for your protection in this nation, the protection of your people. We need your guidance, Father. Guard us in the ways that we should go and how we should react and act and how we should be on an offense instead of a defense. Father, grant us your wisdom and fill us with your courage and your boldness. We thank you, Father, for your love and your grace and your mercy and the fact that you are a just God. And we beg for your forgiveness. For your people have been silent too long. We've been like the ostrich picture in a head in the sand. But no more. No more. May we recognize the enemy May we stand strong before him, but may we stand only in your righteousness. For it is such a time as this, Father, that we need you desperately. Our sins and our our laziness have brought us to this point, and only you can save us. For such a time as this, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Knowing what our conversation was going to be today, and seeing some other things on the Internet, on other news articles that I was recognizing, and thinking about yesterday. I titled today's monologue, The Invasion and Infiltration. The old cliché and title of several books, The Enemy Within. Or how about a quote from the comic strip Pogo, I've seen the enemy and he is us. While we look at the invasion of illegal aliens coming into this country, we are worried and rightfully so. They are bringing with them diseases, not just COVID either, and drug trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking, the need for more jobs. They're signing up for benefits paid for by you, the working Americans. They will reap great benefits on the blood, sweat, and tears of Americans. Practically speaking, we cannot afford this party of pilchers. But what about the infiltrators? What happens when the enemy is truly within is one of us? Yesterday, we remembered an attack on America. We lost over 2,000 lives and 188 planes and destroyed or damaged 19 ships, including eight battleships in Pearl Harbor. Heck, folks, when Biden pulled out of Afghanistan, he surrendered 2,000 armored vehicles, including some worth a million dollars apiece, 73 aircraft, including Apache helicopters, costing $30 million apiece, uh, counter-rocket artillery and mortar systems, some worth as much as $10 million apiece. We provided Afghanis with 600,000 infantry weapons, 162 pieces of communication equipment, and 16,000 night vision goggles. Thirteen soldiers were killed that day, but numerous were injured and not spoken of. And the number of Americans left behind enemy lines is unknown. To our enemy and media, they won't talk about it. Is it unfair to compare December 7th and the attack on Pearl Harbor to this that happened this year? That enemy was easily recognized in Pearl Harbor. But in my radical opinion, only an enemy would do to the United States what was done during this year's surrender to the enemy, the Taliban as a nation. We were and are now in a very dangerous position. So... It's totally, completely absurd, right? However, we've been dealing with the enemies who are disguised as one of us for many, many years. This is why we battle the craziest of crazies. Oh, pronouns. How many, how many sexes and genders are there? Men or women? Men or women? Men, women or men? Right is wrong. Wrong is right. Those are the distractions, however. They are important. But NGOs. Non-government organizations have been influencing and infiltrating into our government system and bureaucracy for a purpose. They have an agenda. We've talked about this before. The new BLM is the Marxist group, the Black Lives Matter. We have HSUS, the ASPCA, and PETA. But what about the other BLM, you know, the Bureau of Land Management, the EPA? Hey, what about some members of Congress who we know have been dealing with China spies making pillow and some just hiring them as staff. They, the communist enemies, could never have gotten away with all they have done here if they had come wearing combat boots. But wearing suits and ties as professors in our universities, easy peasy. Indoctrination of our youth, why? They are the future. And with them, and when this happens, our future for the enemy is wrapped up in a pretty little bow. No bloodshed needed. Here in the land of truth and conversation and conservatism on CSE Talk Radio, we talk a lot about these enemies. They have an agenda. Agenda 21, yeah. Agenda 2030, yeah. The Executive Order 14008 and Green New Deal. Agendas... What is the agenda to bring this nation down, remove private property, remove or abolish all animal agriculture? They do this with sleight of hand. Most Americans fall for their lies about animal rights and the inhumane ways of animal, of American agriculture. They are the enemy. They are disguised as us, but they are not, they do not stand for America. Or our way of life. In fact, they detest it. It's not about bettering a nation or protecting animals. It's not about saving the planet from cl- climate change. It's about controlling you, destroying a nation, taking every parcel of land, claiming every drop of water on all, all our waterways. Their goal, reforming the United States of America into a socialist communist nation. The enemy lives next door. In some places, he lives in our own homes and they are now all around us. So what do we do? What do we do? Well, today I have Mindy Patterson with the Cavalry Group. And I know Mindy, I covered an awful lot in that, but it just, it just got to me yesterday after you and I talked. And then I saw some of the headlines today, which I'll explain later. But so welcome to CSC Talk Radio in the last little segment we have here.
3: Beth Ann, thank you. That was incredible. You covered every morsel of what we are fighting every day here at the Calvary Group and it's the deceptive agenda of these NGOs and other organizations that, and people running for office,
2: pretending oh to be
3: conservative. You know, they run on. On the Republican ticket, but they're really, they're so far left. Um, it's crazy. They, they're, they're lying to us. They're fooling Americans. They're getting into seats of power and changing policy. And, you know, how many times have you, uh, and I, even on your show, talked about discernment? People just, mm. they fall for the counterfeit. They fall for the lie and they, um, advance the agenda for these, People and these organizations because they think they're great and they fall for everything at face value instead of doing a little digging or research. You don't have it doesn't take much oftentimes. No. To pull well, back it's going mail. to be
2: worse to find out information because they're doing so much censoring. But I wanted to share with this with you before we head into this break. This was a headline this morning and it kind of infuriated me. This is coming from American greatness. Now I I love American greatness. That's not what infuriates me. It's how they. It's how people conservatives put the titles. McConnell caves to Democrats, cuts deal to raise debt limit. He didn't cave. He planned on it all along. Yep. <laughs> he didn't yep. cave. All right, we're headed into this exactly. break. When we come back, we're gonna get down to the nitty gritty. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Mindy Patterson of the Cavalry Group and we'll be right back. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value.
1: 'Cause the lights on. My name is Elmer Heinrich. My company owns and sells Immuno 150, the best supplement on the market today. No other nutritional product compares because Immuno 150 contains 70 plant-derived trace minerals, 9 exotic fruits, 13 vitamins, 17 herbs, and 18 amino acids, plus aloe vera, COQ10, all of the omegas bioflavonoids, and more. The 70 trace minerals are the key. Most nutritional products contain no more than 12 minerals because they come from fruits and vegetables. Now, if you want to improve your immune system, visit immuno150.com or call 888-316-2224. Immuno is spelled I-M-M-U-N-O. Again, that number is
2: 888-316-2224. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth. And my co-host today, we really ought to do this more often, is Mindy <laughs> Patterson. And Mindy had written an article and I didn't realize you were writing for, uh, American Thinker. And uh, this came out in November that she sent to me just yesterday. You can send them to me when you put them out. Are <laughs> <laughs> American animal right extremists transforming <laughs> agriculture in America's heartland? Well, I'd say the answer to that is yes. They're doing it and they're desperate. They are desperate to take take us down. And um, I just see the enemy all around us, Mindy. I
0: know. And
2: I read another article this morning from Dennis Prager. Uh, encouraging conservatives to come out of the closet. <laughs> and last night it was about Christians coming out of the closet for Christmas, you know, because, uh, so much of it is secular and, uh, Americans have got to stop being silent and start standing up for what is righteous. Yes. And private property is righteous. <laughs> I'm just going to say it like that.
3: Amen. Yeah. Well, the, the article that I wrote was after learning, uh, several months prior, um, you know, what is happening in the state of Kansas. Mm. Governor Kelly is not a friend to agriculture. She's an animal rights ideologue. And unfortunately, she's in Kansas, which is the epicenter, uh, for our country, yeah. uh, in a state of, uh, you know, where livestock is rules the land so to speak. I mean, they're they're in the epicenter for agriculture. And she is basically what she's what she's doing is she tried to get the appropriations committee and the legislature to approve about a half a million dollars that you know, at the time I don't know if anyone had any thoughts about where it came from. We're still trying to find out the to to prove the source of this, but the rumblings when um people at the Department of Ag called us, um, they were getting ready to jump the ship in the Department of Agriculture in the state of Kansas because Governor Kelly was accepting money from the Humane Society Legislative Fund, which is a political action committee that has direct ties to local NGOs in Kansas that are advancing uh, cellular meat and what I mean by cellular meat is, is, uh, it's fake meat, but it's derived from a petri dish, from cells, from animal cells. No, thank you. Uh, no. But they're advancing this. Why? Well, it's all about money. It's all about control. And they're trying to destroy the livestock industry and meat producers because of the false premise under climate change. And they're saying that not eating meat will, uh, you know, how, I was thinking about this the other day. Are we that egotistical that we really think we can control the earth's temperature by telling people <laughs> what to eat? And I just, it blows my mind. In in a country that does things, you know, we're not perfect here uh, in America, but you know what? We have more regulations we are under the thumb of so many government regulations, so much to the point that we have, that's why we're so beholden to China, because of all of our regulatory oversight for so many industries, the textile industry is gone from the United States. Manufacturing pretty much down to nothing here in the U.S., and we're all learning that uh, when the, uh, the ships were offshore and importing all the the junk we order from China. I mean, we are beholden to China. And if it wasn't for COVID, we wouldn't have learned about all the pharmaceuticals that China was manufacturing for the United States. Insane. And it's because of all these regulatory reforms that we've outsourced these things to other countries. We need to bring it home, as you've said so many times. But why are we punishing America for things That aren't, we we shouldn't be the ones punished. Let's, let's turn to China. Let's turn to India. What about Mexico? You know, they're producing, uh, different things as well, and that's just dandy, but, you know, do they have the same regulations and oversight for, for pollution? Absolutely not. People need to wake up to the fact that the United States is highly regulated already on all of these things, and so, When you talk about the infiltration, it has nothing to do with the thing that they're trying to say is the issue. It's really not about the changing climate. It's really not the temperature of the earth and this crisis that they're manufacturing. It's all about control and money and turning us, fundamentally transforming America into um, a, a communist nation. And that's what they've been after for centuries But they're pulling it off because America has been dumbed down, and they don't. Too many Americans and our younger generations don't understand what our founding principles even are. So they aren't able to recognize the counterfeit. You can't recognize a counterfeit unless you know what the truth is. And the truth is uh, knowing what our inalienable rights are and how the Constitution protects those and why they why the Constitution exists, and it's just been so evident. And how many times have you and I talked about that? And it's being destroyed because people don't know that it's being destroyed or understand what's really truly happening because they're falling for the counterfeit. They're falling for the imposters. They're falling for the lies. They're falling for this false facade and these false beliefs that, you know, are being used as the Trojan horse to completely destroy America. It's, so,
2: this so, is happening. Yeah, so where are these groups, these big national uh, cattlemen's associations and that to fight this Petri dish meat? Where are those stockyards and where are they? Why aren't they fighting this a little bit louder? I know there are some organizations, but, you know, I think they ignore this. They say, oh, that's never going to happen. Well, how many times have we said that with other things? Oh, that's never going to happen. And then yeah. it's right there with us, you know, and we can't get rid of it. And um, you know, we we uh, we refuse to punish China over what they've done. In fact, we're having the Olympics there and patting them on the back and acting like they're the good old boys, and they're not.
3: We are not willing to call out the enemy and call them the enemy anymore because it's you know we're afraid. It's hurt somebody's feelings. You know, yeah. we've been pushed into a corner where we're not allowed to uh, say that men are men and women are women. That you know, we're <laughs> we're denying the other genders if we aren't political. Political correctness has really, truly taken us down, and we're being it, well.
2: Political correctness is an attack on freedom of speech.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: Yes. From the very get go from the very first, I don't even know what the first one was, when they start changing the language of what you can and cannot say, and now they're going to fire you or you can't go attend some of these universities if you don't use the right pronoun, if you hurt somebody's feelings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's insane. So and it's I'm thinking, purpose. well, why are people paying to go to these universities?
3: It's on purpose. They want to shut us up. And, you know, last summer when, they, when these extremist groups like Black Lives Matter and others were burning businesses down, you know, uh, our side stood and we, what did we do? We we were just numb <laughs> because the left was saying, well, you know, this is, this is our Boston Tea Party. We get to protest and do these things because it's freedom of speech. But if we have true freedom of speech, then they just burn more things down. This is not okay. And uh, in the meantime,
2: they take American citizens and throw them in a jail in D.C. Yep. and abuse them.
3: Yeah, weaponizing government against the American people has become the new normal. <laughs> and
2: yeah, it's, I, I don't mean, like truly,
3: that <laughs> well, I don't, e- I don't either. But I used it on purpose because it's been, used, it's been used against us, and uh, with this whole facade um, that they have, you know, I'm not saying that COVID isn't real, and it's definitely something well, to be cautious about. Real. However, they've used that as the vehicle to roll in other. Controls and, um, things to destroy us. It was all, that was a, that was a, it is a biomedical, uh, threat against our country. It's, it was an attack.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And to, to my, in my opinion, Fauci was in on that attack and he needs to go.
3: Yes. Well, he, he
2: doesn't just need to go and be fired. He needs to pay back restitution and he needs to be imprisoned.
3: But there's no consequences. No, you know, there's no got,
2: consequences.
3: We've got these open borders. We've got increased crime everywhere. We've got politicians that are not upholding their oath of office. Um, I, I just and so what's happening going back to, to the state of Kansas. Kansas is sort of the model for what they're doing all over the country and in, in dozens of states. They infiltrate, they take office, and then they literally take. Outside money from organizations, um, you know, Governor Kelly had this money go into the Appropriations Committee through the legislature, which was the correct process. But they denied her this; they they basically shut it down through the legislative process. Well, she's still trying to get five hundred thousand dollar appropriations into the Department of Agriculture. Why? So she can appoint new people. To head up the Department of Agriculture in Kansas, that have a different ideology. She wants to insert Humane Society of the United States employees. It's already happening.
2: Uh, yeah, and it's happening. been happening. Let's. Uh, we're heading into a break. Um, you're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with the Cavalry Group, Mindy Patterson, and we'll be right back. Here's life. And we have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're visiting with Mindy Patterson of the Cavalry Group. Visit her website. Join their, join their group. Get involved. You must get involved. She also has new ter- territory media. I have the links to both of these websites on my website. If you just go to CSCTalkRadio.com. You know, Melon, uh, Mindy, I started calling you Melody, the, um, agriculture and Rural America is the heartland, and Kansas is part of that. And yes. this is serious when we're talking about what's going on there.
3: Very much so. And for your listeners who don't maybe completely understand, when we talk about the Humane Society of the United States and their sister group, uh, their political action committee um, out of Washington, D.C., the Humane Society Legislative Fund, These are radical animal rights organizations. These are people who want animal abolition. And when I mean, when I say that, I mean complete elimination of all animal use. So, including pets. Including pets and including the steak on your plate. They want all animal use gone. And so,
2: you know. And, and, it, and May, let me add something, and I don't have the quote in front of me, but this was a few years back. The head of the ASPCA made a comment about a bug has as many rights as a child. These people are crazy.
3: <laughs> yeah, they are crazy, and, but unfortunately, they, they come across differently to the general public. They've been chipping away at the American view of animal right. use for decades now. They've infiltrated into our government. They've infiltrated into our schools. This ideology has completely taken over, even in certain ag associations. And yeah. um, you asked, where where are the beef producers and these associations on things? They're very divided and busy fighting each other. Yes, they, they are.
2: Absolutely. They are. Exactly. So you know,
3: yeah, they're not I believe dogs in dogs some dogs of them. I know that
2: the, the big boy, which I... Uh, yeah, I'll just go ahead and name it. National Cattlemen's Association is corrupt. Mm-hmm. They've been yeah. stealing from the ranchers. They've been stealing from the farmers. And they're yeah. not gonna stop it. They've got lots and lots of money and it's not gonna end. And so other ones have have uh have cropped up. One is called O C M. The other one is of course uh uh RCAF USA. We've had them on many, many times. Um it, and, you know, why aren't they together doing this? Why are they separate? Well, I know why, but I won't go into that.
3: <laughs> well, that in itself is is a week-long show. But one of the things that, you know, is a pillar for our organization and we repeat to our members all the time, never collaborate with those who seek your demise. What, don't Don't partner with people who ultimately want you gone. And, unfortunately, there are too many organizations out there And NGOs and government bureaucracies, Mm -hmm. which is what's truly happening in the state of Kansas, where they think, oh, well, it's okay. They're a stakeholder, so we're going to invite the Humane Society of the United States to the table so that we can have a dialogue about this. No. No. We don't dialogue. We We don't don't talk to the enemy.
2: We don't invite the enemy into our meetings so they know our tricks.
3: Amen. (laughs) It's just not the way it happens. We don't invite these People to the table who want to see us eliminated. And agriculture has been guilty of this practice for way too long. You know, Tyson Foods started off by allowing uh, Mayan Park, who, you know, eight years ago was the vice president of farm animal cruelty prevention for the Humane Society of the United States, and she was on the board, uh, animal welfare board, for Tyson Foods. No, no. We don't want to... We don't care what a vegan has to say about how we produce our meat. So, But that's going on, and so in essence, that's what's happening in the Kansas Department of Agriculture. They are allowing this false narrative that we need to include HSUS to have a seat at the table of this animal advisory board. And Governor Kelly is ushering this in, and it's not going to just be these two new HSUS ladies that are coming to the uh, animal advisory board there are people in positions that have been in charge of inspecting and oversight for animal related businesses in the state of Kansas that have since stepped down and quit their jobs because of what is happening under the purview and the and the oversight of Governor Kelly and her wanting to fundamentally transform the Department of Agriculture by collaborating with the enemy
2: when when does the enemy invite us to their meetings Never. You you know, when Pelosi put together this January 6th committee, she didn't have anybody on there that she knew wasn't going to agree with her. Mm -hmm. They had an agenda. The enemy has an agenda, whether it's in the animal rights, whether it's over there in D.C., no matter where it is, the enemy has an agenda and they're not going to invite you in. So why would you invite them into your meetings? That doesn't make any sense. Well, when it
3: comes to the animal rights movement, it really, the core invasion and uh, thing that they want to eliminate boils down to ownership of private property. And you know, bingo. We, we We really are uh, adamant about that. People need to see through the fluff, see through, get out of the weeds, and get to the core of what they're really trying to to do. And Mindy,
2: do you remember, and this has been several years ago, it was when Derry Brownfield was still living, that... An organization, somebody out of this organization, and I can't remember which one it was, if it was a government one or a non or a non-government one. I was thinking it was non, but they they planted the fur of a lynx on a fence to claim that property for the endangered species, to claim the property, to wow. control the property. Now, this, like I said, dairy was still living when this happened, and they found out that it was a plant. The lynx wasn't anywhere around there, that they came in and put that on there so that they can control the property. You cannot trust the enemy. No. It's kind of like the gal with the logging that now is has a place in our government when she was uh, putting the... What do they call them? The the stakes or whatever in the logs in the trees, so that it would kill the lumberjacks. Yeah, who is now in charge of the Department of the Interior? Yes. So we have an enemy within us. They yeah. they pretend to be us, but they're not us. They're not Americans. They may be they may be born here, but they are not American.
3: No, you know that sparks so many things that uh, I could say, but I I won't just <laughs> blurt it out. Before thinking about that, but truly, I mean, that is their agenda in a nutshell, what you've just said. Your opening monologue was so – it covered so much ground, and it's so important. I love your monologues because they – I mean, it it just hit the nail on the head today. You almost don't, didn't even need to have me on because it was so rich with information. But in a nutshell. Well, I didn't
2: have the detailed information on Kansas and we need that. We need to understand that they're in the governorships. They're in the attorney generalships. They're, they're positions. They're all across. They're in your county. They're, they're, they're county commissioners. These people have infiltrated into your public school boards. They're everywhere.
3: Yeah, they are, and they are un-American, anti-private property, uh, anti-Constitution. They think that they really, uh, as I said again, it just blows my mind when I start to think for a minute that these people really, some of them really are ideologues and believe that, you know, not eating meat will uh, stop climate change. It's like, wow, (laughs) you really think that we're
2: that I can't I quote, I can't quote where it's from, but it is out of the scriptures. Beware of those who tell you not to eat meat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's in the scriptures. These people, if they don't want to eat meat, that's fine. But don't be preaching it to me.
3: Exactly. Well, with regard to Kansas, it's important for your listeners to know we do have a action take action platform, and it's on our website under the take action tab. Okay. Um, letters to legislators. You, it's like the third drop down menu under take action, and people can. We urge them to send letters to the Kansas State House and Senate Agriculture Committee members to investigate the governor. She is basically driving the boat to leave the gate open for several NGOs in Kansas that have anti-meat climate change policies. And these people are the ones who she's opening seats for to take over and run the ship at the Department of Agriculture. Now, it hasn't happened yet, but it's incremental. You know, incremental is the boiling frog. Before you know it, you know, they just raise the temperature slowly, and before you know it, they've invaded and
2: taken over. All right. I hear the music. We're headed into a break. Take action. We're going to talk about that again, give you details again on how to get there. You've got to do it. And I'm going to talk about that when we come back, and I'm going to have Mindy chime in on that too because I know she's taking action. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right back. or buy one get one free my pillow towel set go to mypillow.com click on the radio listener special and enter promo code bethann or call at 1-800-978-6168 that's mypillow.com and the promo code is bethann When I think of bringing America home, I think of family sitting around the table. As a young girl, it was my job to set the table. Setting the table meant tablecloth, plates, drinking glasses, and the flatware, which had to be placed correctly on the respective sides of the plates. Regardless of the time of year, sitting down at the table is an American thing to do. It's great family. Liberty Tabletop can help you set your table. They are the only flatware manufacturer in the United States of America. High quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. All that and with competitive prices. When you order, use the promo code Beth Ann to receive ten percent off of your order. Visit LibertyTabletop.com or give them a call the old-fashioned American way. 84-3862338. That's eight four four three eight six two three three eight Use the promo code VETAN and receive 10% off your purchase. Let's set the table and bring American. America. America Home. Friends, I want to talk to you very frankly about the increasing civil unrest we're seeing these days. You can't turn on the news without hearing about more riots, violence, looting, killing, lawlessness, and mayhem. Sadly, I think the worst is yet to come, and the crescendo will be quite painful. However, I want to focus your attention on what you can do to survive. Priority one in times like these is to make sure you have enough food to eat. If you know me, you know I fully endorse My Patriot Supply. They're the only source I personally use and trust to get through the tough times ahead. Right now, you can save $100 off a four-week emergency food supply kit of delicious, nutritious meals the whole family will love. Go to preparewithbethann.com to get your food kits today. The future is so uncertain. I urge you to go to preparewithbethann.com and get ready now. That's preparewithbethann.com. And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Mindy, so much has come up, not just today, but in the last many weeks and months and year. And, um, you know, we had the the Tea Party movement several years back because people were riled up. And then they got all calmed down. And we can't We can't stop. We have got to stay vigilant. We cannot be afraid of using the wrong, the wrong pronoun. Just look at people crazy and say, but you know, they destroy, they destroy lives. And, um, I, um, but I want to encourage people to send letters, to make phone calls, to be active. Know who's running for office in your community. Visit. I don't like meetings either, but attend the meetings. And uh, but Mindy makes it easy, so you can go to her website. And I'm going to have you explain that again, how to do that, and we're going to post it on Facebook too. Great.
3: Yeah, just simply go to our website, which is thecavalrygroup.com, and click the Take Action tab. There's a drop down, several drop down menus, and. Uh, just slide down to the third notch, which is legislative letters and um, and campaigns. Click on that, and you will see a campaign, basically, that is uh, tailored for this particular issue in Kansas. And uh, ask for an investigation of the situation in the Department of Agriculture in the state of Kansas. And we want an investigation. Where is this money coming from? You know, <clears throat> We know it's there. I've been told by several employees at the Department of Ag who have since stepped down and resigned, um, but they were—they are not committed to uh, telling us the details because they've been um, threatened. You know, they—they they really have been uh, strong-armed into pressured, I guess, is the better word, to keep quiet and have been unwilling to commit to. Uh, pointing out the details of this, we've been combing through the ethics report. We've been combing through, um, or the the ethics, ethics commission reports. The, the money can't just show up from nowhere. But the rumors are is that this half million dollars has been uh, has, has come from the Humane Society Legislative Fund. And when you look at the people behind. The, the individuals that the Governor Kelly is appointing to this Animal Advisory Board under the Department of Agriculture umbrella, when you look at their background and where they come from, and then you start connecting dots to these, uh, local groups where they came from that are in Kansas and in the Midwest, they all have ties some of these groups, the straydogpolicy.org is one of them. Good Food Institute is another.
0: Glasswall
3: Syndicate is the other. These, these are all very wealthy, well-funded, uh, you know, under the radar, low profile NGOs, and they, on the surface, they look like they are directing, and they are directing policy, overseeing um alleged animal welfare issues well you've heard me talk before that's the smoke screen it's not about animal welfare it's about destroying our constitution and that's the they're using the the soft sell of puppies and kittens to destroy our country to destroy our constitution and once they get in there just with the puppies and kittens, now they're coming after animal agriculture, and they're going to have these ideologues and these vegans dictating policy and oversight of the livestock industry um, once they get in the door at the Department of Ag. Isn't that nice? They're having these people who don't want to, uh Americans to eat meat basically have oversight over the people that grow and raise our food.
2: USDA oh is no longer there to help American farmers. No. Th- they uh, are that's not.
3: a whole nother conversation. Yes, USDA it is. has been doing <laughs> that for for years. <laughs> but but now we're talking at the state level. And you know, where did Governor Kelly come from? Well, she was a state senator. And, um, you know, it it's kind of – Mark and I were talking – my husband Mark and I were talking the other day. It's kind of reminds me of Obama's cabinet. It's like, where did Janet Napolitano come from? Where did Kathleen Sebelius come from? Mm-hmm. These were all one-term people who had, you know, experience that just popped up out of nowhere that tried to destroy our country. And it's the same thing all over again. You mentioned the – Director of the Department of the Interior. Well, Governor Kelly in Kansas has, I mean, she's a very liberal, liberal uh, legislator. And um, and now she's running the state. And this is what she's choosing to do?
2: Yeah. Wow. I- I'm going to show my ignorance. Is she Democrat or is she Republican? She's a Democrat. She's a Democrat. They did have a yeah. Republican in Kansas and lost that, I guess.
3: They did. And I don't really know all the details, but I know that he stumbled and faltered. But yeah. uh now you know, elections have consequences. Yes, and now they, do. they have this radical lady and I hope she's voted out of office. I know the attorney general, um, I can't recall his name, but the attorney general of Kansas is is basically running against Governor Kelly next good. year, so I hope he wins. So he's good. a
1: good guy. Let's get her well out of there.
2: So I'm going to suggest that anyone who knows somebody from Kansas, not only do I want you to go to this website and make a statement, I want you to send them. They need to know because, you know, most people do not know what's going on, Mindy. Yeah, they I do guess. not know. They know this the stuff we're fighting um, that the mainstream media and the conservative media want to tell you, but they never talk about property rights. They never talk about Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, or 14, 000, 14008 executive order, or the Green New Deal. They'll mention it, but right. they don't really talk about what it's doing to America. Um, Amen. in In this article from Prager, He was saying there's reasons to stand up and speak. And he actually was visiting with a young woman a few years ago that did that. And she said, I went through two weeks of hell. You may lose friends. You may have family that doesn't want to speak to you. But she said, I sleep better at night. But at the very end of his his thing, he tells two reasons why you should do this. One is that you will respect yourself more. And so will others, including, he says, the and quite possibly one or more of your children (laughs) or your grandchildren. And number two, you will help save this country from tyranny. If you stand up for what is right, stand up for what is right. He said, for some, that should be enough. You know, sacrifice is what our founding fathers did. Amen. And we're back to that. We are going to, I hope not to shoot in bullets But we've got to wake up and take our country back. We've got to stand up for property rights. You know, the endangered species is the first clue that I remember way back when Mm -hmm. of controlling property. I'm sure there were others, but that's the one that comes to my mind really fast. And that was when I was young. And everybody thinks, yeah, well, we don't want to lose these species. We already lost them. And they were talking about all the dinosaurs we'd lost and and other species that are no longer <laughs> here. And I'm thinking, you know, of course, they're telling us the polar bears are gone, and they're not. And polar uh, no, like bears, anyway. Oh, yeah, but they have a they have a a, a fundraising form now. I saw that on one of the. Channels that I normally watch. Anyway, I hear the music. We're out of time as fast as hour of the day. Mindy, go to Mindy's website, thecavalrygroup.com. We're going to post it. You can go to my website and click on hers and also visit new, to- new territory media that she has posted up there with articles. Mindy, thank you. Thank, thank you so you. much for keeping us informed. Don't wait a month to come back. If you've got something that's going on, let's get her done. Okay. We'll do. Thank all you. All right. God bless you. Thank you so much for all that you do. We have to take action to bring America home.
0: Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed.
3: They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean, quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they me- explicit about that? Yes. It's it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because... Uh, in a budget meeting I was told to double that abortion quota and for me as someone who had spoken to the media and had said you know we're about reducing the number of abortions
0: we're about you know prevention all of these other services I was shocked so since you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood give us some sense of the relative number of abortions okay
3: abortions Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year they are the largest single abortion provider in our country.
1: I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this. But somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate. And I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch. And I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life.